When you come in on Monday and you're not feeling real well, does anyone ever say to you, sounds like someone has a case of the Mondays? What's the worst day of the week that gets us all depressed? M-O-N-D-A-Y-N-T-C-K-S Here comes more aggravation and a brand new week of stress. M-O-N-D-A-Y-N-T-C-K-S Monday sucks. Hello, everyone out there in Geek Vibes Nation. This is your pal, Dane Alves, with a new episode of Monday Suck. You know, I was about to, like, go into it like we've been doing this for a while, but uh, I've been kind of slacking on my end. And what a day to slack off, or at least talk about it, because happy 420 to each and every one of you out there. Uh, we have a fun episode, but I am, of course, with a person, um, you know, a co-host to talk to. And today, we have John Kalina of the Kalina Clan. John, how are you doing, sir? <laughs> oh, hello, Dane Al. Uh, thanks for having me, and it's great being here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great being here. Thanks. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Mm. Uh, so, so man, uh, what, what have you been up to lately? Uh, have you watched any, any good movies, uh, watched any Netflix, played any video games? Uh, you, you know, I, uh, I, I watched uh, Lord of the Rings, the whole trilogy. So, you know, I started that three weeks ago. I just finished it. Um, <laughs> and... Just kidding. No, and then I've been playing too many video games. But other than that, you know, I've been I've been just trying to keep alive, trying to survive. Keep it, keep keep things going. I, I feel you. Should I mean honestly? And and I don't know if you watched the Hobbit ones too, or did you watch just the Lord of the Rings trilogy? Just just the Lord of the Rings. All right. For someone that watched the movies back when they first came out, liked the first one, saw it a couple times. Uh, the second one almost got a urinary tract infection in theaters. And then the third one saw probably about twice. Should I just go back and rewatch them? Because I just don't have the best taste in my mouth for them, as a lot of people do. Um, you know, I, I would say it's tough. You know, you got to go into it a little differently. You know, to me, it stands the test of time. I mean, at the time, they were they were pretty mind blowing how many actors they got in these giant battles, and some of the special effects were like, you know. It was like when Star Wars first came out, in my opinion, you know, like just very good, all practical effects and the scenes were huge. Um, and watching it now, it, it really has, it stood the test of time because the CGI doesn't look bad still. And it's, it's a bigger story, you know, it's almost like a, it's like a religious story, almost. Joe would love to talk about that. <laughs> Joe, your brother probably would love to talk about that. Um... Yeah, I, see, here's the thing. I haven't seen any of The Hobbits. Have you seen those ones, too? I have not seen The Hobbits. Um, I, I watched the first one because I, you know, I heard it was good, and I decided to give it a go. Um, but I didn't like it. Like, Bill, I love Martin Freeman, you know, as Bilbo. It was awesome. But they didn't use special effects like in The Lord of the Rings. So there's, like, some parts with, like, cave trolls that look ridiculous like like a disney 
you know, 3D character from freaking, you know, a Disney movie. <laughs> a Disney movie. Ugh. You know what I'm saying? Gosh. I do know what you're saying. Um, yeah, I just... I, I read. I, I actually read The Hobbit when I was a kid. I don't know how the fuck you pulled three movies out of that one book since it was so small compared to the other ones. It, it always baffled me. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they just did it for money. I mean, to be honest. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like they're like, well, everyone liked Lord of the Rings the trilogy, so we got to do this one a trilogy too. That's what Star Wars did. I mean, we have to. Wait, wait. You're you're saying that Warner Brothers likes to make unneeded movies just to make money? Uh, no, no comment, Dane. No comment. I don't know who's um, listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on! You know that that's that's true. <laughs> well, um, you know, we got we got a couple things to talk about. Uh, t- here's a question: Everyone's been, uh, you know, I I, I got in the Ozark zone, uh, John, and ended up watching <laughs> all three seasons. Did you actually watch it yourself? Or are you still not on that train? I, I wish I was. You know, I wish I was for sake of conversation. I mean, you can go on if you want about it, but uh, I, you know, I watched the first episode, I did, the first week of quarantine, and I just, we didn't keep watching it, because I I am just, I've been exhausted from getting into shows the past, like, (laughs) six months, so I'm I'm just kind of over shows, but it seemed like a very, very well-done show. You know, the the comparison that a lot of people made was Breaking Bad, and I have to say that to me... There's elements of Breaking Bad, but it, the 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 core show reminds me more of House of Cards um, mm. than it does Breaking Bad. Just how the characters, at least the two leads, um, but Jason Bateman's incredible in it. I was very happy with it. It's definitely a series that I was happy that I decided to check out. Um, there's only uh, you know so many series that I haven't watched on fucking Netflix, especially <laughs> right now. Um, but, uh, I don't know what's going to be my next one. Maybe I'll go and watch Sons of Anarchy finally. Is that on any of the uh, streaming platforms? I don't know, honestly. I haven't seen anything about that. Um, but I know one show that, you know, what these streaming services I feel like kind of do, along with everything in the world nowadays, like Facebook and Instagram and what have you, is it kind of, like, slowly creates the same behavioral patterns in everyone across America. Like, Mm -hmm. everyone loved Friends because it was on Netflix for a couple years. For some reason, we all watched Friends. And now I'm seeing more of that 70s show. So that's actually what me and Jeannie have been watching a lot of, is that 70s show, which is cool, because I watched that when it was being released, and I'm remembering all these episodes. Uh, And it's a pretty good show. It's pretty solid, man. It's weird how... Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was going to say it's weird how we were kind of used to when a show like that 70s show. Me and you probably watched a lot of the episodes so many times, but television stations never put the episodes in order. So they would jump from one season to the next. It's it's good to go back and and actually check all of them out chronologically. Yep. 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 It's interesting because, yeah, I'm seeing episodes that I remember so vividly, but – I didn't know they, you know, took place at that part. You know, it's, it's funny. But it's it's a solid show, man, and Red Foreman is, like, just the greatest character right. next to Archie Bunker. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, he would never do it. Him and Archie would never belong in today's modern society at all. And my yeah. Uncle Craig, I swear to God, my Aunt Leslie and my Aunt Debbie say the same thing. My Uncle Craig is Red Foreman. He's got the same exact nice. wit, same exact personality, 
uh, sarcasm. People always think he's being a dick, but a lot of times he's just joking, but you could never tell. So this <laughs> goes out to Michael Craig. That's awesome. Man, you should have him on the show sometime. I don't think he could figure out how to fucking do this because we barely did on Skype. Uh, so. That's true. That is very true. Ah, oh, God, technology. But, uh, yeah, did you uh, – th- th- we'll go back because obviously there's a lot of stuff to talk about uh, involved in the last several weeks that I haven't done Monday Suck. But uh, did you watch The Tiger King? Did you, did you, did you come across that fucking shit okay. show? So, yes, um, we put that on because, so, you know, everyone was talking about it. Everyone's watching and, it. Uh, it uh, yeah, that show is – I mean – feel like it's when, it's kind of like when the real world first came out, or when, I don't even know what to compare it to. It's, it's, it's like, the Oz, like the Osbournes or something, you know, like a reality show that everyone was just so baffled by that they just couldn't keep their eyes away. And it's 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 ridiculous. I, I feel dumber after I watch it, so needless to say, I haven't finished it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's basically white trash. It's, it's what happens when meth and... White people and, and, and buying tigers and creepy, like, ugh, male predators getting young men and young women to, like, basically marry. it. The whole thing is fucking strange, uh, and no one really talks about the fact that there was a kid on it that was – that blew his brains out, basically, on accident uh, that was married to this guy. But um, one thing that was great – you know I'm a wrestling fan, John. Uh, I'll loop it back around to finding out that this guy – uh, Joe Exotic used to be a fucking wrestling promoter and also used to be an announcer for wrestling. So uh, Chris Jericho was actually talking about it, and he goes, oh, my God, that carny fuck would be associated in wrestling and make us look that much worse. Man. So yeah. uh, we got another great one. Uh, yeah, I can definitely I can definitely see that for yeah. sure. I don't want – would you want to get around tigers even if they say that they're tamed? I, I don't think I would trust that. No. Nope. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. And the fact that I'm already thinking that, I wouldn't even more because I know that you know animals are instinctual, instinctual and can feel your fear. So I'm you know immediately on that now. Nope, I'd be yeah. thinking about it too much. Nope, wolves, bears, I'm good. You know all those shows yeah. that happen. Usually someone dies. Yeah. So. Man. Yep. Fuck. It usually is though the guys who think they like understand the animal. <laughs> They're just so like dogs. Can... They're yeah. just like house cats. No, they're not. Idiots. All right, so I got two people or two sets of concepts that I want to bitch about real quick. Of course, put a little Dane rinse. Um, involving the whole entire coronavirus, uh, I don't know if you heard about this, but Josh Brolin uh, issued a public apology on Twitter because he had a video of him visiting his uh, his his father-in-law, uh you know, over at his house, and people started getting on his ass, basically a bunch of libtards, uh, you know, extreme well, you leftists. That, eh? uh, I don't give a shit. Um, basically, uh, and, and just, just talking about the fact that, if, how dare you, and da-da-da-da-da, and he came on apologized, but also to said, his house is, our, is next door to us. I was just going over to visit, and people were mad at Hulk Hogan because he huh. showed pictures of him and his wife on a beach, and same type of outrage. Uh, and even though, obviously, shores are open in Florida, and that's another story for another time, he was like, this is my private beach. This is right outside my house. So, once again, people, quit worrying about fucking 
other people besides yourself, especially celebrities, just because they're in the limelight. Sorry, I had to get that off my chest. Maybe that's I should good. have said Tard's part with libtards. That's not that. That's mean to the mentally handicapped. Those people are a different style of. That, yep, you're ignorant. exactly right. But I don't know. No, I, I just hey, don't. That's what Dane Rand is all about, right? Absolutely, and especially on Monday, suck. You got to get those Dane rants out. But uh, yeah, quit telling people how to live their life. I guess that kind of goes into the debate, if you will, with the whole entire coronavirus, a little bit. Oh, uh, that's that's a big hot. That's a hot topic right there. Yeah, but I think it's it's understandable, and I think a lot of uh, there's a lot of good on both sides of the argument, but also a lot of you know fear, a lot of. Um, misled information for both sides. I, I think it's just a lot of people are showing a lot of passion, maybe even me and you included, on, on, on social media, which is probably the worst fucking thing ever, and I will definitely admit that myself. Yeah. That I can't help it. Um, but at the same time, you know, we're in Georgia. Georgia and Tennessee have now uh, gone on and said they're going to try to get smaller businesses back up and running, uh, like hairstylists, more food places, and whatnot, to try to get us back into the economic curve and into the positive, basically. And some some would say that that's a good idea, but some would say that since we have still cases in Georgia, that that might increase and then cause us to have even more of a flop later on. What say you, John, on that? Oh, man. That's that's a sensitive topic Um, because I think this may be one thing that we – may not agree with um we may disagree on some points to a degree i guess but um hold on is, is joe in here now i'm here joe. oh, oh my god here. joe Kalina! holy shit joe Kalina's in the house and it only took me clicking a link like 10 different times <laughs> that was weird but I made it. it makes That's me good. feel old shows my age dude oh you should have seen us trying to figure it out <laughs> it's like, like old men it's like when I was first trying to figure out how to play the new Call of Duty. And I'm like, dude, how do you play video games nowadays? Like, you yeah. just, uh, just like, stick in the cartridge or the disc and play. But now you got to, like, download this, make sure that's downloaded. Anyways, um, what's up, Dane? Sorry sorry to interrupt that question. I know that was a no. heavy-hearted heavy question right there. That was a good question. Yeah. No, no, not not at all. I'm glad that you're here, and uh, this will add to the conversation. And even if even if we don't uh, maybe agree with the basis, I think that we can come to an agreement on certain things within it, though, John. But uh, Ooh, what, what yeah. are you saying? I here's my agreement on it that I know we could probably all come to an agreement on is that there's no there's no full right answer. No, there's there's no like. There's a lot of gray area in this. It's not black and white. Um, but yeah, John, you go ahead. Territory, and it's uh, you know, it, it's tough, man. I, I think I started quarantining myself. The lockdown even was official. Um, just you sound a bit quiet, John. Just yeah, John, you. I could barely hear you. I uh, I just don't want to max out this microphone. Okay, now you sound good. Um, but if you can hear me now, uh, so yeah, I'm just. At first, I was all for the lockdown because, you know, just initial – the fear starts taking over so quickly um, when you start hearing all the news outlets and media talking about this crazy pandemic. And it's something that, you know, we've all – I feel like every few years we talk about, like, some new virus is coming out or sickness in Africa or something 
and it's going to take over the world, and then we all start talking about zombies and stuff. So it's just like the fear avalanched so quickly. And uh, I was like, well, yeah, everyone should just stay home, like, for two weeks. And if that's what it takes, like, kill the virus or how long it survives, and we should, all should do it, suck it up, and and then we can, you know, nip it in the bud. But but now it's it's starting to get a little scary on the economic side because there's so many monopolies that have been building up the past couple decades that it it just takes you know half the small businesses in america to be wiped out which could easily happen if this goes on for another even two to three weeks and then right after that these giant companies these corporations and the government will just basically own everything and everyone because so many people will be unemployed so many small businesses like how can we come back from that after we've all been building our businesses for the past 10 years since the recession it's a scary thing so i mean and then the other side of that coin of the sickness itself is the way viruses work to my knowledge and i'm you know not you know the most sciencey kind of person but uh to my knowledge they they (laughs) adapt and they evolve and they really it, it doesn't just go away so their solution is a vaccine which is fine if we can get to that point but we can't just stay indoors and have businesses closed for the next year until that vaccine comes out and then say, okay, we're all better now. Like the, the virus has to run its course. It's going to either way. So whether we open up now or open up in a month or two or three months, which a vaccine will still not be made, then if we open up then, there will just be another outbreak. You know, there will be a second wave of this, and it will just be more devastating. So it's really it's really hard. Like Joe said, there's, I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer, but I do know that a lot of businesses are hurting. There's the most unemployed people, I think in history right now. And it's just getting worse. I mean, I, plenty of my friends and family have businesses that are, you know, if it goes on much longer, they won't be able to sustain. So it's scary. Yeah, it is. It is scary. And the one thing I think that all of us can agree is that when this first started happening, I'll be the first to admit I was kind of an ass about it. I didn't believe it was going to be anything. I kept on, you know, being like SARS was something, the bird flu was something, you know. But then this started changing things drastically. I, I think all of a sudden one night every major sports, you know, shut down. And then Tom Hanks mm. and his wife all of a sudden had this. And it was much more in your face. Uh, Joe Rogan, who's very popular right now, he had that doctor on that was giving a lot of warnings. And people started looking at it, including me, a bit different. Um, I just, I, I think that you're right though on pretty much everything. This is, you know, like Joe said originally, there, there, there's two sides to this. It's our, our economy and then, and then people. And it's like, all right, so, you know, what I want to know is, is also, and we're never going to find this out. And this has nothing to do with, with the left or the right, but the, but the politicians that gave us this two billion, we only got, you know, for the small businesses, for us, you know, that are in the middle class, higher middle class, you know, uh, lower class, we got like a couple billion. So where the rest of this fucking money went yep. into bailing out Wall Street and fucking just about every other giant corporation. Like the, what, the Kennedy Center or some, some, something? Well, well, the left wanted a portion of it to go towards, you know, um, what was it? Um, oh, God damn it. Solar panels and new emissions tests for, uh, for, for planes. So it's like, you know, really, really needed, especially like with all of us. You know, working for companies, you guys have your own, 
I work for a smaller company, obviously. You know, we some of us are able to get grants, but that's not, you know, it, it's it's not like going to be forever. So yeah. it's like, do we do we go out and possibly more of us, you know, get sick, and then that causes more of a problem, like you were saying, a second wave of this, or do we let the economy just completely crumble? It's a very, very, very hard thing to talk about. Joe, I think that you're in a very unique position because of your wife. She works in a medical field. You probably know firsthand more so, like, how bad is this still within the hospitals of, of getting treated? Is it still there's a bunch of people and less ventilators, or is that maybe, you know, more, more being made bigger by the media, just in Georgia at least? Yeah, um, you know, I, I, let's see, I got to be careful with my answer because, um, you know, uh, my wife, you know, she tells me some things, but she's not yeah. allowed to say everything. Yeah, you absolutely. My drift. Um, say whatever uh, you can. I don't want to get you in trouble or her in trouble at all. Yeah, I mean, basically, they had, when this first was starting out, they had a big debriefing, like, with the whole hospital, just, like, basically prepping them for war. <laughs> like, they all got together and went, like, had, like, a big, like, very, like, scary, morbid, like, pep talk um, and just kind of showed, like, you know, how uh, limited they were on ventilators and supplies like that, uh, of that nature. So... Um, they were definitely all, you know, scared and we're like, well, this is, you know, what we signed up for. We got to help people no matter what. And, you know, they really, um, prepared for it. Like they overly prepared for it, but with limited supplies, if that makes sense, like mentally, um, the staff prepared and they physically prepared too, because they got, you know, all the supplies they can rounded up. Um, and, they did dedicate more hallways and floors to uh, the COVID patients, like floors that were, you know, supposed to be for non-essential um, uh, surgeries. Like, you know, if somebody wanted to get a surgery, I don't know, let's just say somebody wanted a boob job. Well, that had to be canceled because they had to make room in that, in that room or that floor for COVID patients. Um, they are from, you know, what I know, they're, they're filled, but they're not, it's not as bad as they thought it was going to be. So, you know, but they still are being very cautious and it's still, I mean, people are dying from it. Like that's, that's just a fact, you know, and it's crazy because there's people who seem completely healthy uh, that will get it and, you know, be really sick from it. And then there's, people who seem not as healthy and then they'll recover for it from it and be fine. So there's no rhyme or reason to this virus, mm -hmm. which makes it kind of scary. Right. Um, cause we don't know enough about it at this moment in time. Well, and that's, that's um, what's weird to me about it. That makes me not 100% like concerned about opening up also, because it seems like they're, talking about it like there's surety in their knowledge of what it is and what you know the makeup of it is but yet that's being proved you know incorrect every day 
with so many people in so many cases that it makes you wonder if the the tests that they have are even accurate. If they're like where these tests came out so quickly for this new unknown crazy disease that uh, or virus that we can't even really tap into, but yet we're supposed to believe that these tests are 100% accurate. Um, it's just the numbers seem all skewed. It's weird. It's just so weird. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you guys uh, trust Dr. Fossey? Because uh, I don't know if I trust that guy that which, much. Which one is that? The, the little short that's, Jewish guy? That's the guy yeah. that sounds like he smokes 10 cigarettes a day. Or no, 10 packs of cigarettes a day. He's like, yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. dude. With with the excess of knowledge and information that they've poured on us the past decade, I don't know if I believe anyone. <laughs> like, I'm just, especially you know, the government related, right? Exactly. Especially yeah. someone on this yeah. TV on a press conference. I'm like, mm, okay, but regard, what do you do? You know, I don't know. Yeah. I guess if I get it and die, then I'll know. I'll be like, okay, the shit, they were right. <laughs> Yeah, and that's the scary part. I am worried because I guess, you know, I, I'm probably not the best person in shape, but, you know, I obviously there's – people have immune, you know, lower immune systems. Uh, they have diabetes and stuff like that, and that could be anyone. That's not just old people. That's yep. anyone with an yep. autoimmune issue, you know, could succumb to this type of disease, and that's what makes it scary uh, for, for everyone, but – I don't, I don't know. I, what I hate is that people always compare, and this is something that we've talked about, uh, John. Um, I hate it when we compare anything, whether we're talking about building up what we do politically over here in the U.S. compared to another country in Europe. I hate it when we're like talking about Italy compared to the U.S. when it's such a drastic difference in concept, and the population of Italy is probably about 2 million more than California, and it's yep. a little bit bigger. I think that we don't really assess intelligently, you know, the difference between these areas. And, yes, Georgia, we're seeing, you know, and, and obviously none of us are experts. We've already gone to it. But we're seeing that Georgia's more spread out. It's not just in the city. It's, 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 it's all through Georgia. Yeah. Other areas that are getting hit, like California, like Washington, like New York City, you know, it's – it's, 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 I guess, bigger. Obviously, one of them's the airports, you know, and how many people came through that because of all of it. But, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a scary concept. Um, I'm, I'm in, the, I'm in the, the, the headspace of if we wait just to see if the curb stops a little, you know, nationwide, then try to implement things. But it looks like, I, I, I mean, I don't really want to uh give faith to to governor kemp too much because of past shit but if he's thinking our numbers have decreased enough to be able to open up stuff hey you guys have a brother that's a hairstylist you know obviously people need to get back to their jobs people need to get back to their lives it's just when i go to a supermarket and it's 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 also the last time i went to a supermarket i ate two gummies uh so it was a terrible fucking idea i thought if i went (laughs) early in the morning uh it would be okay but uh not and I wore gloves and the mask and the whole nine yards, so it's such a fucking weird concept. But I think I think all of us want to, want things to be normal. And I know that I'm getting stir crazy. There's only so much fucking video games and, and movies that I can play. When they ask me to come into my job, it's like, okay, fine, yeah, I'll go work, which is something I never thought I'd say. But I think that at the end of the day, we just want our families and everyone to be okay, but also for businesses, especially our businesses to be flourishing and our economy to be okay. But it seems like those two concepts themselves 
go against each other. Kind for of. sure. For sure. It's kind of like a, a post I made like two weeks ago. I just put, a, it was a long post that was, you know, the first thing that I said was you have to decide between two very strange things. Either you save the economy and potentially a lot more people die or you try to save as many people as possible and the economy dies. What What's the worst consequence? I mean, it's, it's all, it, it ends up being somewhat subjective because mm-hmm. to the capacity of what you can imagine might happen. Um, to me, the economy is, I mean, I, I hate to say it and sound terrible, but the economy is much more important. I mean, it's uh, this, these things happen throughout history. Um, and the, our, you know, isolating ourselves, it may help, but again, that's not, I don't know, viruses don't just go away. They adapt and they have to run their course. Um, so it's so hard. I mean, here's, here's the thing with, with, with my wife, Dane, is that, you know, Lindsay's, since she is a nurse and, and sees firsthand, like, you know, like, uh, experiencing with it and seeing that people are actually getting sick and that there are people dying, which again, I don't think it's as bad as they anticipated, but that could very well be because we've been right quarantined. Uh, who knows? But, but Lindsay is just very paranoid about me going anywhere. Like she literally doesn't want me to do anything, but out of love for me, you know, and really out of protection of other people. Like she's, she also has the thought that since she works at the hospital, that more than likely we're probably exposed to it. And if we go see like my mom or my dad, then we'll be at higher risk of giving it to them, you know, um, which is again, out of love. But, you know, the thing that I ask her is, well, babe, like how long do you want me to like sit in the house and, and not see anybody for, you know, like if you're, if we're going to wait till this thing's completely gone, then I might as well just be a slave to my house and live here forever, you know, for the rest of my life, which that ain't going to happen, you know? Absolutely. And I think one thing for me personally is dealing with the fact that my parents are in Florida. So, and all my aunts and uncles are in Massachusetts. So, and especially the Florida concept, because, you know, um, I don't know. There, my mom's okay with the beaches getting reopened. It just makes me nervous because I'm not there and I can't do anything. I just got to hope that they're being smart. It's like reverse parenting at this point when it comes down to it. I'm oh, calling yeah. them to make sure they're okay. And I'm sure you guys are like that with your mom too, to an extent. It just, uh, it's, it's weird. Um, you know, people get on the ass of people in Virginia and Michigan for protesting, but at the same time, you know, do they have a reason? Do they have a right? This all goes back to stuff constitutionally. But then again, it's like, do we do we think about the fact of the greater concept of, of saving people's lives or humans' lives? It's a it's a it's it's such a, a, a give and take. What I do know is in Kentucky, there were a group of people that decided to have a corona party uh, and get themselves exposed to the virus. I saw and, that. Uh, yeah, that's. That was uh, that's very intelligent. They just wanted to go ahead and get it over with. That's what they were thinking, and uh, I don't think they realize. I, I don't know this for a hundred percent. Maybe you do, Joe, just because of uh, Lindsay. But if you're exposed, you get the virus. Even if you survive it, can you not go around? You know, even if you're fine, if you're not cured from it, you still can't go around elderly people or people with 
autoimmune uh, issues, right? Because that you can give it to them. So oh, like yeah. for, what, for for ever because it's in your system or what? I don't know how it works. Honestly, I'm not a scientist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we we need a we need a smart scientist man on here. Yeah, smart scientist man. Smart scientist yeah. man always know what's up. Well, oh, I mean, I, I think I think you're you're right though to, but not. I mean, it's got to be for like a certain amount of time. But again, I I don't know either. Um, that's so weird. It is, and the weirdest thing is that they're you know they claim that there's asymptomatic people, which is just so weird to me too. Because to me, I still just don't. I have trouble believing that the tests are 100 percent accurate, and mm-hmm. I think that asymptomatic. If that was real really the case in this that it would be a lot a lot more spread by now than it is um because i mean right now the numbers they're just i don't know as it's crazy again i'm not a scientist man either and the u.s is such a huge place spread out with so many different states with all their different airports and all different populations i mean it's uh, it's it's pretty weird. It's pretty scary, but uh, you know, uh, obviously, all of us know it's it's real. <laughs> There's, yep. it's not like it's not happening. Our good friend Beth Walsh, she's in isolation. She's made it through, um, this this disease, and she's healthy, but she can't she can't leave anything. She's still uh, going through symptoms, huh. and um, you know, wow. uh, I've talked about it on um, uh, our other shows. My Good buddy Gerald Gibson, who lived in um, New Jersey, passed away from this. So it's 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 a scary oh. concept that mm-hmm. keeps on smacking us in the face. But I think that we will get through it. I don't know if there is a right answer. Hopefully, we can find a middle ground. Uh, given leadership, probably not. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know, Joe. Do you have anything? Any last uh, statements to make about this whole thing? Um. No, I mean. You know, there's. <laughs> You're it's good. Just, yeah, it's uh, it's just it's it's wild. You know? I will say, like, I, I want people to be healthy and I want people to get back to work. You know, that's like. Yep. It's it's it, everyone is learning very quickly how to be hygienic too. I think that's a big problem that's been going on in America for a while that nobody. That's good. Nobody pays attention to it, but also, I mean, you know. The fact that they they admitted that they're, you know, recording deaths that could be the normal flu as coronavirus right now during this pandemic. Pisses me off. There's just so much false information, and it is scary, but, yeah, I I just think that getting back to work is what we have to do, or else we're going to be in a world of hurt. Yep, and uh, just – in my humble opinion, don't trust CNN, don't trust Fox, don't trust yep. the fucking shit that they believe to you, because all they're trying to do is get you more paranoid and scared, and they give, obviously, a lot of misinformation. Um, and also, if you have a conversation about this, just like politics, you can have a conversation about it, like I'm having with Joe and John, just be civil and bring intelligence towards it. Everyone can go and you know, bust each other's balls and put memes on Facebook and shit like that. But when it comes down to it, just don't get angry and all of a sudden closed off. Learn to have conversations with people because if you do that, you know, as intellectuals, I think that we can become better mentally you know, than the way that we are perceived beforehand, I guess. And that's my, uh, my closing statement on the coronavirus. Yeah, that's good. That's a, that's a good 
Couldn't yeah. have said it better myself. Yeah. Instead of like just jumping on people's statuses, you know, who say that Kemp is pulling the trigger too soon and saying, it's not even a real virus. That, that, I, I, the, it's a scam. The, the, the two craziest concepts, honestly, are the people that don't believe and the people that think it's a, is a government conspiracy that, yep. that, you know, it was made in the lab and shit like that. Like, who knows? Yeah. Maybe it is. Just don't we'll, eat bats. We'll don't never know. know. We'll never yep. know. We've Ugh. watched too many movies. But uh, anyway, so, sorry, Dane. Well, no, you're movies, good. What's the next topic? <laughs> I was going to say, um, actually, this is kind of a cool concept. Um, I don't know how you guys felt about Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, but apparently Michael Sarah is actively trying to get a sequel made right now for it. Now, the first movie financially didn't do well, but it definitely got a cult-like calling afterwards. Right. And I loved the first Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. If they could try to get this in theaters, even though it's been a while, would you guys want to see a sequel, John? Um, well, now that you call it on me, I'm kind of nervous. Uh, yeah, I loved the first one for what it was. It was awesome. It was hilarious. It was ridiculous. Um, and it was really well filmed and and, um, and everything, man. Uh, the actors were all great. I think that if they did a sequel, it would be interesting to see, like, what actors they get now. Because before they've gotten, they got a couple actors that are were superheroes, or I don't even think Chris Evans was yet when it was made. But, um, well, I guess he was Human Torch. But it, so it'd be interesting to see who they got in this. Like, if they got Robert Downey Jr. or something as one of the char- characters. But um, overall, first instinct, I'm like, eh, I don't like. What would it be about? You know, I feel like that story. Well- well, yeah, and the, ended. the first one uh, was about a comic book series because uh, my old buddy Josh Kenny actually let me borrow the comic um, a couple like way before it was a movie. He was like, dude, there's this hilarious like Canadian comic called Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I'm going to let you borrow it because it's like a pretty wild comic. And uh, and I know that the story of the movie that it was actually like, I think five or six or seven separate graphic novel stories that like were all of the same character and the movie was about all the comics um so i don't know if the the canadian uh the dude it was some like artist hipster artist uh um up in canada who made the the novels and i don't know if he made more that they can make another movie off of uh or what but i know that um they did a good job with the movie transferring the content of the comic because the comic was really wacky and they did a good job of transferring that on screen. No, I, I agree. And that's the thing. It's like kind of like what John was talking about. It's been 10 years since the first one came out and the first one did not make dog shit in the theaters. So yeah. you'd be hoping that the cult following of people would want to go back. But then again, you also have the fact not Michael Sarah, but like Mary Elizabeth Winstead, um, Anna Kendrick, uh, Audrey Plaza, you know, Bill Hader. Like a lot of the cast members are going to cost a fuckload more. Brie Larson, because now they're A-list actors. Wait, Brie Larson? So, yeah, she was the uh, evil evil ex-girlfriend, the Who one that was Bill dating uh, Brandon Routh. Oh, weird. Who is Bill Hader? I don't know. He's actually... I don't remember. I'm looking at the cast. The, the so. drummer of, of Phantom Planet. Yeah. Yeah. Jason Schwartzman. Yeah. Yeah. So would it be worth it? 
would it be worth it to try to put that? I know Edgar Wright would love to do it, but, I mean, it's over 10 years old, so I would love to see it happen, but that's an expensive-ass film. And look at films right now because of uh, going back to the coronavirus, guys. You know, all the films that we're talking about are pushed back like two years. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about a studio wanting to jump on this project and bring it to light knowing it didn't make money the first time. Yep. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, man, I was looking forward to Black Widow, man. Spring, spring, summer blockbuster, and now that's what, November? I don't even know. If if that, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they haven't had to push it more. but Or just just release it to Disney+. Plus. No, I'm right. just kidding. I actually, I, I love the theater experience, you know? We don't... Yeah, the, uh, how Scott Pilgrim will do is, is hard because it's like, it, I don't know, man. It's, um... I feel like movies in general have just devalued. Yeah, they've lost their luster with most of the population. I feel like. Um, yeah. I mean, I know me personally too. I you know, I don't like spending that much money unless it's on something that I really love, like the Avengers. I mean, but since that's been over, I haven't seen many movies at all. No, and yeah. I would rather a lot of times just watch them at home. Honestly. Well, and that's the thing is like, yeah, if I'm going to pay to see a movie nowadays, it's got to be like a theater worthy movie. Like, for example, um, like an action movie like, yeah, Avengers or Fast and the Furious. Right. That's a good or Jurassic World, like big, loud movies are what I like to see in the theater. Now, I'm not saying those are the only good movies, but if it's a wonderful movie that doesn't have special effects or action then i'd rather sit at home and watch it on streaming you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so um scott pilgrim i you know i don't know if that would be worthy (laughs) i hate to say it it sounds uh so terrible but i don't know if it'd be worthy of the the theaters in today's world like it might be one of those if it came out on streaming then hell yeah you know i think it could be a hit on streaming for sure um but a theater release, that'd be that'd be tough. Yeah, and the other thing I would fear, too, with a movie that unique is a, a repeat, you know, of the same type of story, the same type of jokes, the same action, you know? Well, kind of like Zombieland 2, uh, Double Tap, because that was... I forgot about that. Exactly. Exactly. See, and I did too until I was on an airplane um, a couple months ago, and uh, and I saw it on the airplane uh, on the movies during the flight. So I, I checked it out and watched it, and it was a good movie. But it was it was like the same thing as the first one, you know. I mean, it was good. Oh, my dogs wants to play. Oh no. Oh, never mind. That wasn't. That was on Joe's. <laughs> That's Joe's. Yep. Yeah. Good try that. But uh. I don't know. I mean, you know, it's 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 really you, hard with that the sequel thing now. You know. Yeah. What and, do you uh, think, Dane? Yeah. What do you think? I don't think it's a good idea. I mean, as much as I'd love to see it, if it was five years ago and they just said screw it, we'll see how the second one does. It got a big buzz afterwards. You know, then maybe. But I mean, I just think it's been too long. I think that, like I said, a lot of those actors are going to be more expensive to get to come back, and a lot of them are crucial. Like Anna Kendrick's his sister, Aubrey Plaza's that loud, obnoxious, you know, lady that works there that hates him. 
I mean, there's a lot of those characters who want to come back, and it's like, I just don't, I don't think financially it makes sense. And Edgar Wright makes a lot of bad decisions sometimes, I guess, in film. Well, not really. I don't think it's really his fault. Like, Ant-Man wasn't really his fault, but I just don't think that he should try to go back to this, in my humble opinion. And also, with the state of how theaters are, we don't even know if there will be AMC by the time all this is over with. Isn't that wild? Isn't that wild? Yeah. And I, I love the theater experience. Like, I don't – like, I when when a good movie comes out that I want to see, like, I love taking, you know, a Friday or Saturday night and going to the theater, like, you know. And and I do like when all the other people are in the theater and you hear people's reactions to the laughter of the funny parts or the, oh, shit, oh. the crazy parts. Yeah. Uh, Infinity War and Endgame would not have been the same if we didn't see it in theater opening night. You know, I remember moments from that mo- from those movies that were so memorable because the whole theater was connected. Yeah, or in a comedy sense, like, and I completely agree with you when it comes to like big uh, spectacles. Superbad is one of my favorite comedies. I think it's because I saw it in theaters and everyone reacted to the same exact parts, and that made it that much bigger. So yeah, when it comes oh. to your grand spectacle movies or your comedies, they kind of, or horror movies, you kind of need the audience experience. See, Dane, I was about to say, my number one theater experience that I will never forget is when we went to see... Guardians of the Galaxy. No. (laughs) That was good. But, Joe, you weren't here for this one. But it was for Cabin Fever. It was me, Dane, Hoyt, Tim, and Cabin in the Woods? No, Cabin Cabin in the Woods. Yes, sorry. Not Cabin Fever. Cabin, Cabin Fever is a way different movie. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> Cabin in the Woods, because we all went in it not expecting anything. Most people hated that movie, and we were just cracking up the whole time. Like, I remember some of the parts in that movie were, it was just, God, it's freaking amazing, because you had nothing to expect. And if I had seen that at home by myself, I may not have liked it, to be honest, because it was it's a weird movie. <laughs> uh, I love that movie. Yeah, um, great movie. And, like, see, like that. Like, we don't need a sequel to that movie because it, yep. it was good yeah. for what it was. But they could make one, like, if they wanted to, but we don't need it. But if they're going to do a sequel, like Scott Pilgrim, like, 10 years later like this or 15 years later, um, like I said, I think streaming is just a good platform, and they have to do it right. And the example I'm going to use, I know John agrees with me, is Wet Hot American Summer. Prime mm-hmm. example. Mm-hmm. Um, such a weird, bizarre comedy um, with a lot of actors before they were famous. So many. Um, and uh, it had a cult following. You know, it didn't do that well, but then it built up a cult following over the years. And then 15 years later, these actors are all famous actors, but they had such a good time. And it was the beginning of their career that they all came back, did the sequel. And instead of making a movie out of it, they made it into a series and two different seasons, and it was so good. It was even better than the movie. That that whole – the movie and the shows were some of the most genius comedy I've ever seen. I mean, it's so brilliant what they did. Dan, I don't know you if you've watched it, Dane. But... Yeah, I have. They're so, they're so hilarious, dude. And, but... I did I just love the fact that they try to make it like they're younger. I think that's right. By itself. How, just... how the first season is the first day of camp, which is before the movie, right? Yeah. And then the second season is, isn't the second season like 
the last day of camp or something? No, no. The second season is their 10-year anniversary. That's so right. Like, so, like, in the first season, they're supposed to be, like, young teenagers, and they're which they were already old to begin with in the movie and now they're even 15 years older and then the second season they're just supposed to be in their early 20s (laughs) yep it is great brilliant stuff but but again did they make did they make the money you know was the revenue there probably not because not a lot of people liked it my opinion they just made that show for themselves like because they loved because the movies like almost making fun of other movies the whole time you know absolutely and the thing is when we have streaming services like netflix and hulu they'll pay a lot of money for uh you know films that normally would go to theaters obviously the irishman is a yep. good example of that and yep. there was a lot of special effects so you could have scott pilgrim still have a uh, you know a decent budget for it and actually it makes some success so i think that is actually a smart idea um I had another another thing to talk about before we uh, we sign off, guys. I think that you guys will be kind of excited about because I am. Let's hear it. All right. So we just found out uh, not too long ago that they are making Batman The Adventures Continue. Uh, it's a comic book that's going to be based uh, after the events of Justice League Unlimited, going back to Batman in Gotham in the animated uh, DC uh, mm-hmm. animated universe. And we found out Kevin Conroy is going to come back and do actual readings for it. So they're going to make it into digital comics. It's probably going to be on the DC uh, Universe app. And Kevin Conroy is going to reprise his role, and they're going to probably get other voice actors to come in. But it's going to continue the series itself from the animated series. So I thought that was kind of cool. I'll probably check out the first one. If I like it, I like it. I'm just not as into comics as I once was. I, I used to rip through them like they were nothing, and now it's like it takes me forever to read. Um, any general, but um, is this something that would interest you at all, Joe, John? Yeah, I just i I wish it was a animated series. Um, yeah, I know. I'd be, be so excited for that. But yeah, I get what you're saying about comics. I busted out my old comic book collection the other day, uh, with like my old Spider-Man, Carnage, uh, Dark Knight, all the series from like the early '90s, late '80s. And, uh, and yeah, I can't, they're definitely, it's cool to look at the picture still, but I couldn't like get into like actually reading it again. Like, um, well, you have to have a big imagination. That's one thing we've lost <laughs> with adulthood. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So but Joe, um, you listen to the Wolver- the Wolverine reading. Uh, oh my podcast, God. And that, it sounds like that's what this is going to be. So it sounds, it sounds pretty freaking cool if it's like an action story reading like it's going to be like a show the concept so I have the DC app I just got it because it was for free for the first month and I was talking to I was talking to Joe uh, yesterday about uh, Young Justice and Teen Titans and I was like you know what I haven't watched those uh, like the last the newest seasons of them I'll just get the fucking app well they have digital comics on there and basically they allow you to look at them and go panel for panel. So I guess while doing it, they're going to have Kevin Conroy's voice you know, go along with it, so you can kind of oh, that's know, pretty yeah. like a reading. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty awesome. I, I I could see that being pretty cool. But will He's, it make your eyes go blind by looking at the TV too much? You know, that, that's my that, concept. Ooh, that's true. That's true. Just like if you make a face, 
your face will get stuck like that, which is clearly true. My face is deformed. Or if you turn on the light in the car, uh, that's against the law. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and if right. you change the thermostat, you'll die. <laughs> and you got to check your blinker fluid. That's true. Shut, shut up. Sure. Shut up. <laughs> Dane did that yesterday, damn it. I make sure that the blinker fluid's good every single time. Trust me on that. Good, good, good. Oh, God. But but the um the thing is Yeah, I mean I I think that can be pretty awesome. I would love to have it on a podcast so I could listen to it while driving and stuff cuz that Wolverine podcast was I still so need awesome. to check that out. You, you I don't know why. No, I'm such an idiot about shit. Such good voice acting, and I, just such good. Sound. I just now, like, or actually, I just last week beat Red Dead Redemption Two finally, and I've Ooh, had it. Congratulations! Long time. Hey, Joe hasn't. No, I haven't beat it yet. It's a long fucking game. I'm going yeah, back to beat the first one now. Ooh, dude, you're not gonna like. Have you started it yet? Well, here's it. Yeah, I guess I guess because a limited for stuff, it's gonna be weird. But the the whole thing with Red Dead. Now that I get a chance to actually talk about it, real quick. I don't know chronologically what the fuck happened. I'm so confused on what part of the stories were where, and I think I know, but I don't know if I know I know. I'm, I'm pretty sure the first part of the second one is the beginning of it, then the first part of the, of the first one is the second part, and then you go back to the second one with the second half, and then it ends uh, with... with no, what's it? no, wrong, see? Oh, that, man. That, that, was, that, that almost got me, too. And that would have been, honestly, I think, cool if they did like that. But no, the end of the second one is just, when you when you become John Marston, mm-hmm. is just him getting away from the gang, and then he builds a cabin, his house, and he just lives with, with his family, which is what made me mad about it, because they didn't end the game with their, his family being taken, which is how the first one starts. Um, That's right. Not not taken, sorry, but the government is keeping them safe or something until he uh, gets uh, what's his face. So that's what the whole story's about. Yeah, and like you don't even his family's like safe. I don't even think he knows where because the government's just like holding them safe uh, so the gang doesn't kill them while he hunts the whole gang down. And that's what the first one's about. Um, So that's what it is. It's just like several months later, I guess. See, that's, that stuff's confusing. I, I was Because they didn't connect it fully. They messed it up with that, which is crazy with how in-depth that story was. It's still really fucking awesome going around the goddamn West and, and killing shit. And, I, and I like hunting. Hunting's fun because like, I don't know how to do it in real life, so it's cool to do it in face <laughs> See, I get nervous, though, because like, whenever I go to that one dude who's like goes for like the crazy animals and it's like giant alligators, I get freaked out. Like that one mission <laughs> where you have to get in the swamp and try to kill the alligator. I'm like, I don't want to do this. I'm too high. Yeah. This is fucking that stupid. Was, yeah, like when you have to get the eggs of the alligator or something, and you got to sneak yeah. around. Fuck. No. Oh, yeah, that, that game's pretty incredible, but I don't think I'll ever buy another Rockstar game because they always fall short on their promises. Especially was, their online promises. Yes, exactly. But it was a good memory, and it was a, definitely one of the greatest games ever made. So there you go. There's the last topic, Red Dead Redemption. Yep, <laughs> yep. and um, I'll close it out, uh, and um, I'm going to ask you guys, so I'll let you I'll let you think about this. It's 420. <laughs> before, 
When I send it to both of you, when you guys say goodbye, I want you to name your favorite stoner comedy, okay? Um, but before that, I just also want to say I, I like to expose music on the show, and since I haven't done this in a while, uh, guys, check out, if you like funk, if you like jazz, if you like a little bit of hip-hop, uh, especially James Brown, uh, Anderson Pack. it's Anderson P-A-A-K, uh, he's got an album called Malibu, you probably have heard his song, uh, the calm down on on commercials. The whole fucking album is awesome. It's it's a uh, it's a love letter, if you will, to old school funk. So uh, definitely wanted to 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 note that um, if you like that type of stuff. But uh, good shit. And uh, yeah, great show. Um, thank you, Kalina Brothers, for joining me. Uh, John, favorite stoner comedy. What, what what do you got? And say goodbye to the good people. Uh, you know, I'm, I'll I'll just take this one. Grandma's boy for sure. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. Well, uh, did you want to say goodbye to people, or do you want to just oh, be like... Oh, uh, Dane, thank you for having me. I've always wanted to be on the show. Um, I, it's just an honor, and oh. I hope I get invited back <laughs> if I don't piss too many people off. So uh, for all the listeners of Dane Rants, uh, thank, thanks for tuning in, and, and uh, he'll see you next time. Love you. Oh, that's so nice. All right, Joe, what, what do you got? And say goodbye to all the lovely people. All right, well... I would, you know, I'm going to go back to, like, one of the OG stoner comedies of our generation, which I know there are a few before and a lot after, but this kind of kick-started the, the, the early 2000 stoner comedies, which was uh, none other than Dude, Where's My Car? It's just so, <laughs> it's so wacky and random and started that, that whole wacky thing. Like, if it's it weren't like the- for Dude, Where's My Car, we wouldn't have Harold and Kumar. Mm, it's like the most it's like the fakest stoner movie (laughs) yeah yeah and just so random with the ostrich and uh you know everything stoner bashing time stoner bash just a lot of you know quotable silly lines so and um, yeah yeah good shit so uh no thanks for having me and everybody listening thanks uh for listening to uh, Mondays suck because Monday. right now, and I'll be honest with you, I, you know, Dane and John know this, but I didn't even realize it was Monday today. Dane invited I've been doing me. doing the same thing. Dane invited me and John on this, and I'm like, yeah, dude, oh, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, like he, he you know, texted us or, or on Facebook, and I'm like, yeah, dude, I'll be on your show. And then they they were texting me and were like, dude, like, are you, are you going to get on? And I was thinking, wait, what? You said Monday, though. Joe, today is Monday. And I'm like, oh, shit, it is. Okay. <laughs> and Joe, and just to let you guys know, Joe doesn't smoke weed, so this has nothing to do with 420. This is just, you know, shit happens. But same thing happened to me, man. The other day, I, I was I was so sure it was Sunday, and it was it was actually Saturday, and I kind of freaked myself out. So it <laughs> it happens. Oh Lord! But um, I, I'm gonna say favorite stoner comedy um uh is Up in Smoke with uh, Cheech and Chong. Yep. I oh, still yeah. love that damn the scene OG. in the car where they're smoking and he's like, "So we're smoking dog shit. I wonder what Great Dane tastes like." And then they like are in crash into the median and they think they're driving and the cop pulls uh-huh. up. Shit's funny as fuck. And he's but, yeah, um, man. Hey, hey, hey. we're parked, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> shit. Uh, Guy Luke. Hey, what got what? You got any lewds? Oh, lewds? Nah, man, I don't get lewds. <laughs> oh, Lord. 
So quotable. So great. Yep, good stuff. Well, thank you guys for listening to an episode of Monday Suck. I'm going to try to get back on to doing these um, once in a while. But, uh, yeah, go to our website, geekvibesnation.com. There you will find links to all of our shows. You can find them on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Spotify. If it's a downloadable-style thing, you can find our shows. Uh, and uh, our website has all different news on there. Definitely good stuff. Go to Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Geek Vibes Nation. Join the conversation. And you can find me on Twitter at Danels42. Thank you guys so much. Happy 420. Be safe. And let the Geek Vibes be with you. Peace out, guys. Hello. Hello.